0: team of good God bless you today. Sister Melissa, leading us in worship this morning. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Apologized Pastor Jason and the children ministry failed to release them earlier again today. So we release them now to go to the student children's ministry. Excuse me. Amen. Appreciate them and their faithfulness. Amen. Can we give our children's ministry team a good God bless you as they go today? Amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you today about having a changed mind. me know sometimes people talk about changing your mind like it's a bad thing but changing your mind is a good thing if you don't know and you come into knowing but you're so stuck in what you did know that you're not willing to change your mind that's a fool. Amen. But I may not have known it yesterday, but if I come into knowing it today, then I want to change my mind. And I want to talk to you today about having a changed mind. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He tells us there to be sober and vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. If you're going to walk in spiritual victory, then you have to know who your enemy is. Our adversary is the devil. Adversary is... A warrior term it is a term that lets us know that we are in a battle that we are in a fight the enemy wants to defeat you amen this is a warfare that we are in your adversary is not your boss your adversary is not your spouse, your coworker, or a family member. Your adversary is not a person. Your adversary is Satan, the devil. Satan is not just God's enemy. He's not just pastor's enemy, but he's your enemy. And he is out to steal, to kill. He hates you. And he wants to devour you. He, want, he despises you. And he wants to upset you and to bring you down. And you cannot sign a non-aggression pact with the enemy. He is always fighting against the purpose and the destiny of God for your life. Peter comes and he tells us that we must always be sober and vigilant because your and my enemy is going around like a roaring lion, amen, he likes to act, he acts like a roaring lion, amen, but the enemy is not a lion, he's just a great pretender he's good at making things look like something that they're not come on somebody amen there is only one lion and he is the lion of the tribe of judah his name is jesus christ but he, the enemy, is good at deception. He is good at making things look as though they are something that they're not. Has he ever done that to you? Amen, half a dozen of you. Uh, but he, he's the great pretender. He's the one that he, he tries to create something that is really not. And he's seeking whom he may devour. He is looking for vulnerable people. He's looking for someone that he is seeking and looking for those he can devour. Then there are some who he cannot devour. It suggests to me that it is my choice if I am devourable or not. It is my choice whether I will give in to the roar of the one that is acting like a lion. If he could have devoured you, the truth would have been he'd have devoured you a long time ago. If he could have swallowed you up in depression, he would have already had you. If he could have destroyed you, you wouldn't even be here right now. But the fact that you're up in the house today is a testimony against your enemy that greater is he that is in you than he that has come against you. When we saw you, when he saw you, he wanted to devour you. Amen. He wanted to devour and destroy each and every one of us. Well, why didn't he, Pastor? Because there's something called the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And when he seen the blood, he had no choice but to pass over you. Amen. You see, that word Passover in the Hebrew, it means to hop or to jump. It means to skip. And when the enemy saw that the blood, he came and wanted to devour you, but when he saw the blood had been applied to your life, he had to jump over you and go to somebody else. Why? Because the blood of Jesus, it it is powerful. There is healing in the blood. There's salvation in the blood. There's victory in the atonement. Amen. Amen. And today we walk in that, we live in that, we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, he said, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against your enemy. Glory to God. See, that's, that's what the car wreck is all about. It's trying to kill you, but the blood. That's what that sickness that has come into your life is all about. He wants to destroy you, but the blood, amen, he came against your mind and he found out greater is he that is in you than the one that has come against you. We are serving a limitless God, but Satan is, has limitations, amen. I come today to dispel the Hollywood devil and show you the real devil amen too many look at the devil as another god that god that we serve is the good god and devil is the bad god but he's no god at all he's not even a junior god (laughs) come on somebody amen he is a defeated angel that has limitations Amen. Some ask, why would God create the devil? God never created the devil. He created a worshiping angel. Amen. He created someone who had pipes. He was, he, the Bible describes him as, it sounds like he was an organ, but yet he was a, he was stringed instruments. He, he had vocal capability and he was the choir leader of heaven, right? He had all of that sound going on. He was a one-man band. He had it all taking place. But somewhere along the way, he thought he became the source of light and power. Man, he wanted to be worshipped instead of being the worshiper. And only God is the source of light. Doesn't matter how big the diamond is, if you put it in the dark, no one can see it. But when you shine the light of the glory of God upon your life, it is only then that you begin to shine. It is only then that you begin to see the goodness of God. And so today I say to you that the God is greater than your enemy. Amen. Amen. Satan, there's a few things I want to talk to you about today about Satan being limited. And one of them is Satan is limited by time. The clock is ticking against your enemy. (laughs) He is, time is about up. Amen. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 28. And when he had come to the other side, and when he had come to the other side, the other side of the drama, the other side of the pain, huh? The other side of the issue. The other side of the attack, when he had come to the other side of this thing, there is another side to your fight. I said, there is another side to your fight. The reason why we don't get to the other side is because we don't have faith that there's another side. Amen. I I talked to someone the other day and they said, I don't know anything but to fight. And I said, that's the reason why you can't walk in peace then. It's because if there isn't something to fight, you'll create something to fight. But how many know there is a time to fight, but there's also a time to rest in his peace? Come on. Amen. There is another side. And he said when they went to the other side, to the country of the Gerasians, there met he, him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they, the two demonic spirits cried out saying what have you we to do with you Jesus you son of God have you come here to torment us before the time before the time even in those days the enemy knew his time was going to run out even in those days, he, the enemy understood he had a window. He had a measure of time. Amen. There is a time limit on the satanic rebellion. Your enemy knows that there is a time that is running out and Jesus is coming again. I said Jesus is coming again. And the enemy's time is running out. Before the time, time kairos means set time, predetermined time. Amen. This is why the demons, they knew that there was supposed to have some time left. And Jesus showed up early. How many know that there may be a set time? I believe, just as in Job's life, that there's as sure as there was a time for him to go into the trial, there was a set time for him to come out of his trial. Amen? And, uh, but now we see here in the New Testament that now the disciple, Jesus, is walking and he comes up on this spirit and he shows up before the time is up. But how many know it doesn't matter if there's still some time left for the enemy or not if Jesus shows up? I said, if Jesus shows up, his time is up. Glory to God. We need to call Jesus into our situation. We need to cry out until he comes and say, son of David, have mercy upon us. Come into our situation. Come into our circumstance. Reveal your power and your glory and tell the devil your time is up. Hallelujah. Give him some praise here this morning. Your enemy doesn't want you to know it, but your enemy cannot attack you forever. He can't attack, he can only attack you for a season, but cannot attack you forever. David said it like this, weeping may endure for the night, for a season, but joy is going to come. The season's going to change. Just as sure as the season changes right now in the natural, there is a shift in someone's spiritual world that is going to say your dark season is over, your battle is over, and joy is going to come up in your morning and you're going to receive the goodness and the power of a living Christ in your life. are seasons of attack, but your destiny is not to live under depression the rest of your life. Amen. Your destiny is not bondage and fear. Amen, Something on the inside of you must arise like the sons of Ishkar. and say I don't only know the time but I know what I'm going to do right here and right now. Amen. It's time to quit the fighting, and it's time to come on over into the harvest. Praise God! You see, there is a time whenever the Bible said that we're going to take our weapons of war and we're going to beat them into harvest tools. Glory to God! There's a shift that is going to take place in the kingdom of God in our personal lives, and the battle is going to be won on our side, in inside of us, so that we can rise up and win this harvest in this last day you must arise and tell your enemy your time is running out he's attacked your family wrong enough someone in your family's got to rise up and tell him your time is running out attacking your finances all the time but he had somebody's got to rise up and say no no I'm not here not now I'm a giver, I'm a tither, I bless the kingdom of God and therefore your attack is running out, amen? Praise God. We go through seasons but his time is running out. If you believe that, I want you to do something with me. Point down (laughs) because he's under your feet and tell him, devil, Devil. you know you're a dog and your time is running out. (laughs) come on let's say it with some authority devil you know you're a dog and your time is running out (laughs) hallelujah Satan has limited by time but I got good news for you God is time God does not move in time time moves in God God is not bound by time. Time is bound by God. God doesn't exist in time. Time exists in God. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Amen. When Moses asked God, what is your name? He said, I am. Not I was or I will be. He said, I am. Jesus introduced himself to John on the Isle of Patmos and said, I am the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. Hallelujah. He said, I am the beginning. I'm the A and I'm the Z. Not that I have been the A and will be the Z. I am the A and the Z. And the LMOP. Huh? I am God at the same time. And you see, God said, I am the God of your past. My past is covered by the blood. He is my now. Right now, he's my savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my Holy Spirit baptizer. And because he, has bound, he is not bound in time, he has already went into my tomorrow and he is preparing the way for me. He's making the crooked place straight and the high place low. Hallelujah. He is going into my future and preparing the way. He's already in my next week. He's already in next month. He's already in 2017 and he's preparing a table me in the presence of my enemies. Glory to God. He's making a way right now for me. Hit your neighbor not too hard and say he's making a way for you. Your enemy thought he would destroy you but God got ahead of him <laughs> and prepared because the devil can't go into your future. Amen. He's limited by time. But God is not limited by time. So he can get ahead of your enemy and he can prepare a way of escape. If you don't know it, I'm quoting some scripture. <laughs> I said he'll, he's prepared a way of escape that you might come up out of it. Glory to God. You see, Satan is limited by time, but God is time. And as long as we've got God, we have time. Amen. Amen. Second thing that Satan is limited in is power. It is foolish to view Satan as all powerful because he was created. Amen. He is created. All power belongs to God, he is all power, and he has power over all power. And when God kicked Satan out of heaven, it wasn't a fight. In fact, he didn't even use his power, he just said, Get out. And he had to go. Just his word was enough for him to have to be thrown out of heaven. And Isaiah said he seen him like lightning falling to the ground. Amen. When God kicked him out, there was no struggle. We see God created us with the ability to make decisions. You can decide. You you did decide this morning whether you would worship or not. You decide whether you will serve God or not serve God. We can choose right from wrong. We choose sin or redemption. We choose holiness or hell. God used the enemy to separate the people that will serve God from those who will not serve God. You see, the enemy is being used by God right now. Amen. He's a tool in his hand to show us those who are serving God and those who are not serving him. The enemy doesn't have the power we give him credit for. Amen. Oh, the devil made me do it. No, you wanted to. Amen. The devil made me do it. I couldn't help it. Yeah, you could. You made a choice. Huh? Well... I just, I tried and I tried and I just couldn't do it. No, that's a lie. Amen. We make choices. And the choices bring about results. And then we want to blame the results of the choice we made on the devil. And all the devil did is put a thought in your head, but you're the one that acted it out. Come on. It's tight, but it's right. Revelation chapter 20 and verse one says, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key in the bottomless pit. And a great chain in his hand. And he laid a hold of the dragon, that serpent, the old, who is the devil. And Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He cast him into a bottomless pit and shut him up. And sealed on him so that he uh, he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Let's read that verse one again. Because we're dealing with a bad devil. He's bad. He's, he's, he's all that and a bag of chips and some government cheese. He is, he. you know, you can't hardly do anything with him. Verse number one. Then I saw a host of angels. Huh? Then I saw an angel he's coming after your enemy God didn't send a host of angels he didn't come himself he said this is light work uh-huh. he didn't send Jesus he didn't send the Holy Spirit He didn't send a host of angels. He didn't even send Michael or one of the other archangels. If he would have, he would have named him. But this is just an ordinary angel. Because he doesn't even give his name, an angel. Huh? And he sent him one angel. And when he sent him, he sent him to come to your enemy and my enemy with a chain in his hand and to bind him up and to throw him into a pit. Jesus went into hell. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. But one angel came, praise God. And this is talking prophetically into the future. We understand that. But I want you to see the power that the enemy really has. Amen. He is limited in his power. But God didn't come. Jesus didn't come. Holy Spirit, the one angel comes and takes care of the enemy. But according to the word of God, Jesus, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit has given angels charge over you not just a angel but plural he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways he said the angels of the Lord encamp around about him who fear him and will deliver them glory to God you see we've got an angelic host today that is surrounding us and one of them can take care of your enemy at any given time because there is power in the name of Jesus the third thing I want to tell you is this is Satan has boundaries if the enemy could do whatever he wants to do you would already be dead amen you remember the story of Job whenever the enemy came to God said what are you doing he said I'm Roaming to and fro, looking for somebody, right? And God stuck out his chest and said, have you considered my servant Job? (laughs) Amen. God had confidence in Job. And this is before Jesus came. This is before the cross. Amen. But Job had a relationship with God. A personal relationship that that he wasn't taught. He didn't learn all of these things. It was, he he just had a personal relationship with God. And that relationship was enough that God had confidence in him to say there's boundaries. What did he say? He said, you can go to him. But what? You cannot take his life. Amen. You can't take his life. Now, Job began to complain about the boundaries. You remember reading the story? And he he told God, he said, you've hedged me in. But the fact of the matter is what Job didn't understand is the same hedge that had him hedged in is the same hedge that kept the devil out amen and some of us we're worried about the hedge we're we're complaining about the hedge but know that God has put a hedge around about you amen that the enemy can't just come in and do whatever he wants to do the enemy doesn't have the power to do just anything you say well the devil did this the devil did that well I want to tell you today that God's power is so much greater than the power of the enemy amen that we need to know that the hedge of God is around us. The angels of God are around us. The Holy Spirit is in us and we're greater than the enemy that's coming against us. The enemy doesn't have the power to do whatever he wants to do. Ephesians 6 and 11, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles here is cutting arts, trickery, or deception. The enemy uses trickery. He's a master at mind games. Amen. I've told you over and over, but the the warfare that, you know, uh, uh, spiritual warfare isn't getting out here and screaming. all this stuff yeah there's a time to raise your voice there's a time to stand in authority and declare some things right but the battle is not out there screaming and hollering the battle's right here it's where the trickery takes place it's where the mind games take place amen In second chronicles 2 and 11 he said "Lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices We're not ignorant of his devices. He comes with his trickery. He comes with his mind games, but we're not ignorant of his schemes. Amen. Schemes here means perception or thoughts. The enemy will work on your mind because he, why does he work on your mind? Because get this, he is not natural. He is spirit. So he can't come to you and hit you. He can't come at you and knock you down or beat you or bite you. He can't punch you. He can only deceive you. Amen. And when we are deceived, then we hurt ourselves and we hurt others. The enemy can't touch you, so he puts thoughts in your mind, fills your mind with doubt Fear, pride, sinful thoughts, unbelief. And the only power the enemy has is what we yield to him. And the enemy gets in your head. He gets in my head and he he plants these thoughts in our head. Amen. And then we begin to act as though it is truth. Amen. I mean, no, there's some people that uh, are called hypochondriac. Everything coming and going, they got it. Amen. If they don't got it, some of them will make it up. Amen. You get in your head. And then when it gets in your head, you start acting it out. How many know if you act like you're sick, you'll get sick? Amen. This feels like it's going over real well, so why don't we just light a candle and sing kumbaya? (laughs) Our minds are the enemy's place that he attacks us. Our minds are where we decide whether we will have victory or we will walk in defeat. Our mind is where the enemy attacks us because he cannot destroy us. He cannot war us physically because he's not a physical being. But spiritually he comes at us and you will never break the power of the enemy until you deny the enemy access to your mind amen there comes a time in your life when we have to tell the enemy wrong mind wrong number you gotta go somewhere else because this battle is won in my mind he wants to whisper fear he wants to say "You, you get don't you feel like you're getting sick huh don't, 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 don't you remember? Your other family members died about this age. Huh? You start thinking it, you'll start acting that way. I think we sent all of our children. So I'll tell you, there was a, and if you have children, just hold their ears so they don't know pastor did this. But I used to, when I was going through the internship program in school, I worked in mixed paint. At a, a place and there was a boy there and, and he would come in and, and he would, I just wanted to see if it would work and so I would, he, he would come in he was all chipper and excited and happy about the day and uh, I, I would take him some paint he worked up at the front and I'd take him some paint and I'd say you, you look you okay yeah man I'm okay I said man you don't look good and I'd go back mix some more paint and I'd come back with his paint and I'd say you sure you're alright oh, uh, well you know I don't know By lunchtime, he was sick and ready to go home. I don't suggest anybody do that. That's terrible. Amen. Y'all pray for me, all right? But that's the power of the mind. If you begin to think you're sick, you're going to act like you're sick. If you think that you're broke, busted, and disgusted, then that's the way you're going to live your life. Amen. And the enemy gets in our head. What if? What if? What if your wife does this? What if your son does, what if your boss does that and he whispers words into your mind? He'll whisper words of envy. Why do I, they have it so easy and, and I have it so hard. Why, why do they have the house? Why do they got the car? Amen. Pride will fill our hearts. Just a whisper. This place won't make it without me. There's no way that it's going. I, if I go, everything's going to fall apart. Pride comes before the fall. Amen. Self doubt will come in. Amen. I'm not good enough. I, I just don't have the gifts. I don't got what it takes. I just don't have the ability. He whispers in our mind. And in our mind, He knows He can't have the power to overcome us. So He whispers in our minds. Suggestions, so that if we will begin to believe them, then he can conquer us. But you have to put the enemy on lockdown. You've got to put your mind on lockdown and say, you are not, there's no access here. I'm going to have the mind of Christ. I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. I'm not going to tell you to, to, to just go around here and, and just live like no enemy. Yes, the enemy is real, but also I want you to know he is no opponent for our God he is greater he is stronger and he is more powerful than anything we will ever face yeah. amen I have to tell the enemy worry he isn't gonna work anymore I have the mind of Christ when you get your mind right you're on the path to victory amen Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. All you would have to do is read one word. Finally! And that's enough. Finally! Finally says, I'm sick of it. Finally says, I'm done with it. Finally says, not another month, not another week, not another day. Finally! It's over. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. He said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, meditate on these things. A problem is we've let new age take meditation. But we need to meditate on the word. Get the word inside and meditate on the word. You ought to read your Bible, read it all the time, but sometimes it's good just to read one verse and meditate on it all day. Marinate inside of it. Allow, Allow that thing to get inside of you and then begin to think on good things amen think on good things isn't it amazing how bad news will circle the world in just a few moments you can have a i know i'm this way and maybe it's just pastors but i'm this way a thousand good things will take place we have a great service great things happen in people's lives change delivered minister to and then one crazy person say something stupid And all I'm thinking about is what they said and not the goodness of what happened that day. That's just me. I know y'all not like that. Amen. But the enemy comes and he wants to get in our head. He wants to get in our mind. But think on these things. Whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is holy, whatsoever has virtue, whatsoever things are lovely, kind and have virtue, think on these things. Amen. Wherever... You are right now. Hear me. Wherever we are right now, we thought our way into it. Wherever I am, I thought my way into it. Well, now, I don't know about all that. That's the reason I brought some scripture. As a man thinketh in his heart, So is He. Some of us have thought our way into fear, thought our way into depression, thought our way into poverty. But the good news is, if you've thought your way into it, you can get the mind of God and you can think your way out of it. Amen. Take what God has applied into the spirit and begin to apply it to your life. Think on the things of the spirit. Think on the things of the word of God. What are you thinking about right now? Are you thinking about victory? Are you thinking about defeat? Are you thinking about your children getting saved? Are you thinking about them going lost into eternity? Are you thinking about your body being totally healed are you thinking about dying with that sickness are you thinking about your family being delivered or being in slavery and bondage the rest of their days you think about the this region coming to God are you thinking about it being overcome by the spirit of the enemy time is up devil I'm not going to give in to the spirit of fear I'm going Invest in my life. James 2 and 19 said, you believe that there is one God, you do well. But even the demons believe and tremble. That's the reason why that we say in our vision statement that Believing is a good step, but following is a greater step. Because even the devil believes, he knows, the enemy knows. He believes in the power of God. huh? The word tremble here in the Greek means paralyzed by extreme fear. When God's power starts moving, the enemy gets paralyzed with fear. Amen. And I believe that this is a season that we're going to see the schemes of the enemy paralyzed over our life. My faith will paralyze the work of the enemy. The enemy believes in healing. He knows that by Jesus' stripes that you have already been healed. Amen. He believes in deliverance. He knows that one word from God can take a crack addict and set them free for the rest of their life the enemy believes in the restoration power of God he has seen God put lives back together again the enemy believes that God is a God of victory amen do you believe it do you believe it Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are just, whatever things are holy, think on these things, praise God. You see, I believe today that we have to change, have a changed mind till we have the mind of Christ and say we are not going to be giving in to every thought that comes. We're not, we're going to put on the helmet of salvation. We're going to protect our minds. We're not going to allow it to be a garbage pit for the devil, but we're going to have pure thoughts holy thoughts and we are going to win in Jesus' name yeah. let's think about it today we want to make it super spiritual we think that the big evangelist has got to come in thank god for the gift huh but the reality is all we have to do is change our mind. Protect our thoughts. Amen. So today I want to call a fast. Don't get too excited. I want to call a fast today. A fast of negative thoughts and negative words for one month. Hey, did you see what? No, 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 no. I was in a place one day. And they had a one of those gallon jars there on the counter, and it was full of dollar bills. I said, "What is that?" He said that's the cussing jar. I said the cussing jar. <laughs> I had never seen a cussing jar before. He said, Yeah, I said we're trying to quit cussing. And every time somebody cusses, they gotta put a dollar in the jar. Maybe you need to get a jar and put it on your counter. Not for cussing. Well if you got that problem, maybe it'll work on that too. But for negative thoughts. Negative talk. My Lord, we may be able to evangelize the world. I want staff to help me and remind me throughout these weeks, this month, to challenge you not to think the negative thoughts the enemy has been bringing into your mind. And the word is powerful. The power of the tongue gives life and death. Amen. So think about what you're saying. Think about what you're speaking into the atmosphere. And let's do a month of, negative, of no negative talking And no negative thinking. Hallelujah. And see how your life will change. See how your life will change.